Hi everyone, welcome to the second episode of the Spirituality Podcast. I'm going to talk today about my experience with astral travelling. I wouldn't class it as astral projection because at no point did I leave my physical body. I didn't see myself in another body, a light body or astral body as um, I've heard depicted elsewhere with other people's experiences. The only indication that I have of this hallucination or altered state of consciousness that I experienced as being described as astral travel was from a friend of mine who is a practicing Buddhist and he described it to me as astral travel. So I just want to talk a little bit about the whole experience, where I was at the time. I want to talk about where my meditation practice was at at the time how often I was doing that and at that time I was meditating for about two hours a day and this was broken into segments of two 30-minute sessions and an hour-long session. I had been doing that for about two to three months straight at this point. In my previous podcast I explained about the visual distortions and other hallucinations that I was experiencing due to the heavy practice of meditation. There weren't any other possible factors in this. I wasn't on any medication. I wasn't taking any drugs of any kind, be that legal or not. There was no alcohol involved. It was simply a natural experience that occurred from meditating regularly at this point. It seemed as though all the experiences that I had were progressing and accumulating, becoming worse and worse, or the experiences themselves were becoming more and more invasive into my life. So what I've learned since the experience is that it takes for me to be able to do this, to have a regular and heavy meditation practice in place. I haven't been able to astral project via any other means, following other people's experiences and guidance. I can't honestly say that it's something necessarily that I want to experience again, but it is extremely fascinating. Now it's also worth mentioning that at this time I was doing third eye focus meditation. That means where you focus on your third eye and you focus on the images that are coming into your field of vision. And after these events happened, about three or four days afterwards, after I'd toned down on my meditation practice, I experienced severe multiple migraines and it lasted about six days and I think more than anything that is why I, I certainly don't want to go back to that heavy practice or, or go back to those third eye focused meditations. They're the only thing I could possibly link to the migraines I experienced and the severity of the migraines that I experienced at that time. I know that my last podcast the way I speak. I'm quite a serious person. Obviously, you know, I don't have anybody here to speak to and bounce off from. So I know that I can come across as a little bit monotone sometimes, but it's just the way I am. You know, I'm not an overly excitable person. I don't speak in an overly excited way. I haven't learned how to professionally do this. Obviously, I've not had any negative remarks around that. I'm just aware that, you know, I might speak a little bit differently to others and I'm quite chilled out. And that's just that's just who I am. I did have one person remark that my voice was so soothing it actually helped them go to sleep. But I'm not sure whether that was my voice or whether the content was just boring. <laughs> when I first started doing the third eye focused meditations, 
I could feel the pressure in the middle of my in my forehead in between my eyebrows it was like a pulsing pressure a swirling type feeling of like energy throughout that portion of my head I could also hear slightly audible pops coming from inside my head which I haven't been able to explain so if anybody knows what that is about you know please do let me know and often as I'm sat meditating doing these third eye focused meditations initially what would happen is I would get myself to a state where I am my it feels as though I'm expanded in my body so I'm, I'm no longer present as such within my body and mostly within sort of my mind or focus on that aspect of the visual and I would reach sort of a place where it's totally black and it feels like there's waves and it's like a motion of being on the sea or in an ocean type thing and eventually over say about two weeks this image slowly shifted to form dots it looks like stars but it's too uniform to be stars and they move around in swirling motions in waves or swirls up and down across my full vision and that would be sort of how it would start about three four weeks into it at this point watching those let's call it a galaxy or the, the star images of watching those just allowing not focusing necessarily on a point but just allowing those images to appear no expectations of what's going to happen basically because I had no idea what was going to happen I didn't go into this with any intention of astral traveling and I didn't go into this with any intention of reaching an altered state of consciousness either from what I'd read and heard in terms of opening your third eye it was simply a case of allowing you to perceive things in a different way. I didn't expect that that would be a form of hallucination or a full-on altered state of consciousness. At one point, the galaxy changed colour and it went to a really bright blue, a blue that I couldn't even describe. It was neon, but not. It was bright, but not. And it was opaque, but it was also translucent. So it's really strange and difficult to describe. The best way I could describe it was it felt like I was lying on the bottom of a very shallow pool or ocean with lovely blue water and looking up. And these bubbles would appear like you were in a jacuzzi and you could see the bubbles floating on top of the water. And it would, those bubbles were floating on top, not uniform, sporadic, but sort of in, in clusters. And, and that would be sort of the first experience that I had. And I was not asleep. I could speak. I didn't even necessarily feel as though I was in a full meditative state because when this happened, I suddenly became very conscious of my physical body and I was aware of where I was sat and I was aware of what I was doing. And I was able to actually describe what was going on out loud to myself as a process to, of as a process of determining to myself if I was dreaming. After I'd spent some moments, because at this point I'm definitely not aware of time, the overall length of time that I was meditating for was approximately an hour. But for how long I was witnessing these particular, I would call them environments for, I couldn't say because in that moment time really does not exist. After a while, the blue colour turned almost instantaneously to an extremely bright yet deep colour of red. There was nothing else in my vision apart from this red colour. 
and then through that came this focus of some kind of structure now if you look at your arm and you look at your skin on the epidermis layer of the skin you have these patterns and it looked like that but really close up so a macro version of the epidermis layer and it was bright red and then it started to move across and the impression I kind of got was that of a snake in the way that it moved and the way that the shadows were on the image looked like it was um, circular or tubular in shape and that was moving across my field of view and that was sort of the second what I would like to call as environments because I don't know how else best to describe the experience that I had. In total I had these altered states of consciousness experiences three different times and I cannot remember whether the next environment was experienced at this first time or whether it came the second time. But again, it would, it would always go in the same order of the blue water-like bubble type environment to the red what looked like skin environment. Then eventually that shifted to a strange environment full of angular corners and shapes that contained what looked like binary code and it was green so it literally looked like something from the matrix it's one of the ones that completely baffles me the most and this would simply move and shift in angular moments with blank voids in between so what appeared to be like two rectangles at either side with a void in the middle like a pathway in the middle with the void going on indefinitely and that was sort of the third environment that I experienced. The fourth environment that I experienced was like a wormhole type image. Now I had seen these before in meditation and I never really thought anything of it to be honest. I never, it never went anywhere, it never did anything. And obviously I'm familiar with wormholes, I've watched Star Trek, I'm into science so I'm not surprised that something like this came up for me. But I was going through this particular wormhole at speed. It was moving off into different directions until it reached a point where I was at a green screen, so a green environment, bright green. In the environment an image came through of a praying mantis or a mantis type thing. Now I have no idea why my brain thought of that. I will discuss it a little bit further on because the mantis I think was probably the the experience that amazed me the most simply because it was no longer an environment type experience but an actual thing so this mantis was there and it was a huge mantis and it was green and the environment was green and the only indication that it was even there was because you could see the outline and shadows even though it matched the color of the background entirely and it was moving its appendages and it was it seemed like it was trying to I got the feeling that it was telling me I'm not supposed to be here which is a strange thing to even talk about to be honest but that is how I felt and it seemed as though this mantis was guiding me out of the astral travel and when I opened my eyes the mantis was still there in my field of vision above me in bed and looking at me and I had a full-on conversation with this mantis. It was totally bizarre. It did go away, but it's also worth noting that when I saw the mantis above my bed, it was no longer green. It was actually grey. And it was sort of superimposed into reality 
It wasn't solid, it wasn't see-through. It was a very strange experience. Shortly after this experience was when I started getting the migraines and I decided that, well, obviously during that time I was not meditating because I was in agony and I decided afterwards that I needed to look at my practice and that's when I started to piece things together in terms of all the other experiences that I'd been having with meditation and then finally this full-on complete altered state of consciousness. So I'm vaguely aware that within the brain there is a store of DMT and if you're not familiar with that have a look at it because I'm not an expert and I can't possibly begin to explain exactly what that is but it's a drug that people often take to have hallucinogenic experiences in various forms because it's naturally produced by humans and plants. I have heard that DMT is the chemical that's actually produced at the moment of death so that can also explain a lot of sort of near-death experiences and things like that and kind of correlates the link between near-death experiences, psychedelic experiences and um, astral travel and projection. If I can find anything that can link these altered states of consciousness that have been naturally occurring within myself through meditative states with DMT, it's something that I'm investigating at the moment and if anybody has any information on that, I'd love you to send it to me. So after a while, I didn't feel as though I could open up about this to anybody really, including my partner at the time, because I honestly felt like I was losing the plot. I tried to look online to find some information, but there really wasn't much out there and my buddy's friend, although he told me what it was about, Everybody seemed to sort of shut down when I explained my actual experience and it seemed that I didn't have anybody that could relate with the specific experiences that I had. When I was looking online in regards to the mantises, a lot came up and it surprised me. There was information out there in regards to mantis aliens, um, so-called mantids. Now, I don't really want to go into aliens or the possibility of aliens at this present time what i experienced was an altered state of consciousness so that's mainly what i want to focus on in terms of the mythology of mantises and the reason why i go into it this is because i can understand almost every other experience that i had now i live in the uk a praying mantis or a mantis of any kind is not something that i would typically see I hadn't heard about people's hallucinogenic drug experiences with mantises, although I later found out from a friend that it's extremely common for people taking hallucinogenics, specifically DMT, have these visions and hallucinations of experience with these mantis beings or mantis entities, as they may call them. So I, I'm very perplexed as to why strangers from other continents that don't know each other who take these drugs have similar experiences there's no scientific theories out there that can explain strangers having those experiences there's the scientific theory in regards to collective consciousness that could be a possibility of why we can experience or have an experience that's the same although we're strangers and from different backgrounds different experiences and no common thread that can be seen between us so i started doing a little bit more digging in terms of the mythology 
around mantises and it's everywhere it's absolutely amazing that i've never heard of this before and i don't even feel as though i've under I've, i knew this on a subconscious level perhaps i did but i honestly don't know the Khoisan tribe of africa specifically regard the mantis as the first living creature upon earth who granted life to humans and animals and the mantises brought fire to the people and even created the moon for hunters so that they didn't get lost out of a gallbladder. That's incredibly interesting that that exists within this tribe and that these mantises are so highly regarded as the first living creature upon earth. Doing some research on this, there are findings that suggest that arthropods such as mantises and vertebrates such as ourselves, our brain circuitries may possibly derive from a common ancestor, which I find so interesting compared with the Kosian's tribe, the way they regard the mantis as the first living creature upon earth. And so what that means is that human and insect brains are actually very similar. Now that does that explain why I had these visions of a mantis? No, but it's very interesting that it, it is a mantis of all things that you could possibly conjure up in your imagination or from your subconscious or wherever these altered states of consciousness derive from. It's interesting now of all of them, it's a mantis that's so highly regarded in mythology, but not many people are even aware of it. I certainly wasn't. And it's interesting that the central complex, the brain in the mantis, it actually has nine distinct modules in their central complex which is basically the equivalent of the basal ganglia in humans or any vertebrates basically where there is dysfunction in the basal ganglia of a human that can cause mental health problems such as autism psychosis schizophrenia parkinson's dementia now some of these even involve hallucinations as a symptom when parts of the central complex in fruit flies for example so the part that the mantis has too if they're dysfunctional they also display similar impairments so both brains derive from similar genetic programs and it just adds to the whole fact that the human and insect brain are actually very very similar in in, in multiple ways and i find that interesting and it's just something that i've found out just from searching up mantises after having this strange experience of astral traveling or this altered state of consciousness where i met a mantis being and it was utterly strange and astral projection and astral travel is nothing new it's not a modern concept it's discussed in the bible it is classified as a sin in the bible and it's mentioned several times but it's also claimed that a soul cannot leave the body without the body dying so that gives into the aspect of is astral projection real can a person actually physically leave their body to go elsewhere or is it your mind just hallucinating this experience there are some scientists that claim that our experience of reality is hallucinated that we actually hallucinate and collectively agree on these hallucinations which is really interesting the upcoming studies into consciousness in a, in a future podcast i will be discussing collective consciousness panpsychism the idea 
in spirituality of unity consciousness and that we are all one and that all beings are conscious and have conscious no matter what form that could be from a rock to a person but they may have different levels of awareness different levels of consciousness and i will be discussing that because it's certainly interesting how the correlations between hallucinated reality and astral projection or astral travel can fit together after my experience with the mantises i, I never did any third eye focused meditations again due to the migraines as well i, I really needed a break from all of that so i haven't trying to go back and experience it nor do i know if i will however i really am interested in hearing about your experiences with astral travel and astral projection do you have any experiences that are similar to mine have you seen a mantis or have you taken any hallucinogenic drugs that have also given you these experiences so you can email me at the spirituality podcast at outlook.com with a hyphen between the I and the T. I'm on Twitter at TT Podcast, Instagram at The Spirituality Podcast, Facebook at The Spirituality Podcast, and Patreon, The Spirituality Podcast. Feel free to go and support me on Patreon. I purposely don't monetize these podcasts. I don't want anything interfering with it. I don't want ads on here. The tier is £3 a month to get the episodes in advance. It's literally more of a way to just support me if you if you so choose to do that. It does take quite a lot of time to produce these podcasts, but I'm choosing to do it and I'm happy to do it. So please, yeah, if you can, email me or Twitter me, anything like that. Let me know about your experiences. I mentioned in my other podcast as well that I am doing a paranormal experiences podcast soon. I want to know your ghost stories, your spooky stories, freaky stories, anything crazy that's happened that you've experienced, stories about your spiritual awakenings or anything that you've experienced that's crazy or weird, any sort of negative experiences you've had with spirituality or tell me stories of what what makes you believe in spiritual things or what type of spiritual beliefs you have i'm always really keen to to read those listen to your voice memos i love listening to things i love reading things that you've sent me it really does help and i will be doing a podcast in the future sharing those stories with the permission of the people who give them in again obviously that won't be monetized either i hope that you enjoyed my stories and and learning about mantises i guess i kind of went off a little bit there into like the mythology of mantises but it's just absolutely amazing how a creature so revered in mythology that i've never really known about could come up in a, an altered state of consciousness i guess all that's left is to say thank you for listening and i will see you on the next podcast